put seven lashes on his back and he doesn't forget it the rest of his secondary school period. Hallelujah. I told God, I prayed. That don't make any sense. You told him, who do you think he is? Most people who talk like that don't know him. They're born again. I'm not talking about non-Christians yet. They don't know him. Listen, if you ever see Jesus, your knees will buckle. Most of them don't know him. They don't even know the Holy Ghost. All they know about the Holy Ghost is that he helps them talk in tongues and makes them shake. <laughs> That's about all they know. But when you meet the Holy Ghost, you'd be like John in the book of Revelation. Read chapter 1. He said, I was in the island of Patmos. He said, um, and I was in the spirit in the Lord's day, and I heard a voice behind me. And the voice spoke to him. And then he said, I turned to see the one who was talking to me. He said, when I turned, what happened to him? He fell as a dead man. He saw Jesus and fell down like one dead. When you meet Jesus, when you meet the Holy Ghost, you will know what it is to lie on your face before God. Some of you don't know anything beyond kneeling down to pray. You kneel down and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for today, thank you for yesterday, thank you for last week, and thank you for next week. You know, you just pray like that. Bless my uncle, my uncle that's having a very serious problem. My auntie has not given birth, give her a child. My brother is looking for a house, give him a house. My MD is having problems right now with some other companies. Solve the problem. I mean, they think that God is just the errand boy waiting to dash off. Say, tell me, tell me what you want. Tell me. And then they say, go to my uncle in London. <laughs> you know. And he goes in all directions trying to solve their problems. If you ever meet him, hallelujah. You would fall flat on your face. You would cry and shake like you never did all your life. I'm telling you. That's the day he becomes Lord of your life. You know, we call him Lord and we haven't known him as Lord. When you know him as Lord of your life, you will never be satisfied with the goodwill. Never. You'll be too scared to live your life in the arena of the goodwill. There is the goodwill. And then the next one says, the acceptable will. Now the acceptable comes a little more homeward. He's beginning to deal with individuals when he talks about the acceptable will. The goodwill is a general. Now the acceptable will has to do with what you do because you want to do it. But it's nice. But God doesn't want it for you. And yet it's not wrong. Hello? In other words, God's now dealing with individuals. It's good for John, but not for James. 
Are you catching it now? And yet, not because it is wrong, but because there are certain things in the calling of James that are not consistent with this thing. But it doesn't harm. Simple example. The children of Israel asked God for a king. They said, we want a king. We want to be like other nations. And Samuel said, hey, come on here. It's not right. They may have their kings, but God don't want that for you. God is your king. They said, nay, nay, nay. We want a king that we can see. We want a king that will ride on a horse in front of us, and we all go to war together. We want to see the king. Then he went to prayer. God said, don't worry. Give them a king, but warn them. He said, warn them. Tell them what, what the king will do to them in future. Let them know what the trouble will be. Warn them. And then they said, well, Samuel warned them, and they said, nevertheless, we've heard you. Nevertheless, we want a king. God said, all right. Now, remember, it was God who helped them in choosing a king. Did you notice that? It was God who chose Saul. He helped them. But that was his acceptable will. They were flowing in the acceptable will of God. I want a job in Chevron. Oh God, I got to get a job in Chevron. You haven't even asked him if he wants you in Chevron at all. But you want a job in Chevron. God, I got to get a job in Chevron. Then you're sowing seeds and planting seeds for Chevron. You got to get into Chevron in the name of Jesus. Every day, Chevron is mine. I have a chair, a table, and a computer in Chevron in the name of Jesus. I got to get the Chevron. Chevron is mine. Chevron, I am coming. I rebuke every hindrance. I break down those strongholds. I reject every devil of darkness. Get out of my way. I'm on my way to Chevron. In fact, I am there now. Now, watch this. God can't break his word. And so God, he kicks the doors of Chevron open and he gets you inside. But that may have not been his perfect will. He helped them choose Saul. He went out and, and got them Saul. Did you ever read of the prophet Balaam? Balak said to Balaam, Balak was a rich king, and he, he said to Balaam the prophet, he said, I want you to curse Israel for me. And I'll pay you. Balaam said, no, I, I, I don't do that. He said, no, come on. Hey, don't you want to be rich? Speak words. Just speak words. But be sure they're not good ones. Speak words against Israel. And I'll pay you. Now, he prayed to God. He said, Lord, do I go? Do I go? Balak is inviting me to go and do something for him. Do I go? The Lord said, don't go. He said, well, the Lord said not to go, so I'm not going. Hey, come on. Hey, come on. It's nothing wrong. 
Come on. He went to the Lord. Lord, think about it again. Do I go? Lord said, don't go. Lord says, don't go. Hey, come on. Come on, try. Lord, what do you think about it? Do I go? Guess what? What God say? Go. Acceptable will of God. And do you know sometimes people die living in the acceptable will of God? When you live in the general will, the good will, you live like the carnal man. You live the life of the ordinary man. And you do not matter much in the kingdom. That's big trouble. Big, big trouble. You do not function. You do not take your place in the kingdom of God. You do not function when you live in the general will of God. You're just a nice Christian, just a good Christian, going around like anybody else, and uh, you live a kind of life. As you come up more spiritually, you're coming out of the general life. You find yourself in the acceptable will, but you've got to go beyond the acceptable will. The acceptable will is not good. You get into trouble in the acceptable will. You could even shorten your life in the acceptable will. You could get into a lot of frustrations in your life that you shouldn't have had in the acceptable will. The acceptable will is not the right place to be. It's very, very important, I'm telling you. It's very, very important. You find yourself in the acceptable will of God, you've got to find a way to get you out of there. 